when I got to that interview, I expected to see the resume that I submitted for my application, like through USA Jobs, because I updated it a little bit from when I gave my resume at the job fair. But I saw that my interviewer had printed out a version of the resume that I gave at the job fair. So I think that that just goes to show how important networking is and like in-person interactions, because clearly my former boss had like saved my resume from that and like put it aside as someone that they thought they wanted to interview. Hi everyone, it's Marcy Bullock. Welcome back to season three of Wolfpack Career Chats, the anchor season. A, ambition. N, networking. C, compassion. H, health, both mental and physical. O, organization. And R, resilient. Enjoy the pod. Hi, and welcome to Wolfpack Career Chats. My name is Suzanne Teague, and I'm a second-year student at NC State, majoring in natural resources with a concentration in policy and administration and a minor in economics. I'm really interested in the possibility of a future career as an environmental lawyer. And with that today, I have with me special guest, Bonnie Ballard. Would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. Um, So I am Bonnie Ballard. I am a third-year law student at UNC Law. And I have practiced environmental law in my internships during law school and plan to start my career as an environmental attorney um, with the Department of Justice after I graduate. Well, thank you for being here with me today. I understand that you have a passion for environmental justice and, quote, making sure the implementation and enforcement of environmental laws is equal across the country, regardless of race and income, end quote. Was environmental justice something you had always been passionate about, or did this develop during your time in the workforce or while receiving your education? So environmental justice is actually something that I didn't learn about until coming to law school. Um, I came into law school really thinking I wanted to practice environmental law, um, although I hadn't practiced anything in the environmental field. Before going to law school, I talked to a lot of attorneys um, and other people about career choices and decided that that's kind of where my passions were. Um, But I was thinking more along the lines of, you know, classic environmental um, regulation stuff, like helping with climate change, um, just preventing pollution, saving endangered species, that kind of thing. But when I got to law school, I talking to other people through classes, through my internships, um, I started learning about environmental justice um, and how our current environmental laws um, don't really have a backstop for um, preventing um, disadvantaged communities from bearing the brunt of any environmental damage that is occurring. So the way that our environmental laws work today, um, they really focus on risk mitigation rather than eliminating the risk entirely. Um, and a lot of times any of that risk that is still there, um, is unfairly goes to disadvantaged communities more so than um, 
not disadvantaged communities. So I became aware of those issues and very passionate about that um, during my time in law school. Wow. I understand how not always are we taught about environmental justice until we are put into a field that deals with the environment. And I think it's very important to teach people about it. And I think it's very wonderful that what you're doing and how you have a passion for that. And I hope to work in a field like that one day too. So um, I understand there's a lot of fear that college students have about if we're able to get a job in our desired field after college. And that's something that I share as well. So I was wondering how you were able to earn a job as a paralegal specialist for the U.S. Department of Justice soon after you graduated from UNC Chapel Hill in 2016. Sure. So um, I think the way that I got that job was um, a lot of searching and also I think some some luck with timing. Um, I went to a career fair early on in my senior year. Um, I think it was in September of my senior year, which a lot of people are not thinking about jobs that early. Um, I had friends that were also very driven and um, helped, you know, me be driven as well. It's good to surround yourself with people that are also um, really passionate and driven about their careers. Um, And so I went to a job fair with a friend, actually, um, where I met my former boss. Um, She was at a table recruiting for that job. And I gave her a resume. I chatted with her for a while. um, And she told me um, about the job. And it really sounded like a perfect fit for me because I wasn't positive that I wanted to go to law school yet. But I really wanted a job in the legal field to kind of make sure that um, that's where I wanted to be. And I also was really interested in moving to Washington, D.C., Um, So it was a great fit. And she told me how to apply, um, which was later on in December. And I applied on USA Jobs, which feels like a black hole. You just kind of submit your application. And then you don't know if you're ever going to hear from anyone about it. Um, But then I got a call in the spring to, to, um, to get an interview. And When I got to that interview, I expected to see the resume that I submitted for my application, like through USA Jobs, because I updated it a little bit from when I gave my resume at the job fair. But I saw that my interviewer had printed out a version of the resume that I gave at the job fair. So I think that that just goes to show how important networking is and like in-person interactions, because clearly... My former boss had like saved my resume from that and like put it aside as someone that they thought they wanted to interview. Um, so if I wouldn't have gone to that job there, I definitely do not think that I would have gotten a chance to even interview. Or if I had, um, I wouldn't have, you know, already had a connection there. So I think that it was, it was timing and, um, just being able to get that in person FaceTime with someone that is in the job as well. Yeah, I totally understand about how having a um, supportive group of friends can help push you to that step that you need that this all led to, which is really exciting. Now, um, I noticed that you said that at that time in undergrad, you weren't totally sure that you wanted to do environmental law. Was there something that just flipped a switch and you knew that you wanted to continue and work for environmental law and 
Was this possibly during your experience as paralegal specialist or something else? Sure. So um, growing up, I really wanted to do something in science. I was really interested in animals. I loved environmental science. Like I wanted to be a vet or do something with that. Um, but when I got to college, I realized that science is really hard. Um, so <laughs> kudos to you for, for sticking in there. But I, the science courses that I took, I was just like, I am not very, this isn't my learning style. I was much more interested in writing and reading. And I really, I pivoted. I was an English major. Um, so I kind of was like, okay, I guess I'll pivot to that. And I, and I am really interested in like, um, legal stuff and politics. I was also a political science double major. That's when I was like, maybe I should go to law school. And I looked into that and really stuck with that idea. Um, but I was thinking I would do something with like civil rights or, um, voting rights. I interned at a voting rights place and college, um, still stuff I'm very interested in, but I never thought that my passion for like the environment and animals could ever, um, I guess be combined with my skills, which is like writing and like legal skills until, um, I worked at the department of justice and talked to um, attorneys in all different fields and just started researching more on what type of law I really thought I wanted to do because working in antitrust, I knew that it wasn't antitrust, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, so I think something just clicked when I realized that I could do something I was really passionate about, but also something that I was good at and, um, combine those together. And that's, that's kind of how I came to environmental law. Awesome. Didn't know that I wanted to possibly pursue environmental law until college. I mean, when I was younger, I wanted to own a deli. So that was, <laughs> that was definitely my, my dream when I was younger. Um, getting a little bit deeper, did you have any fears when you entered the workforce or specifically knowing that the field of law is a male dominated field? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also, I really suffer from imposter syndrome, even still today. Um, I think a lot of that definitely has to do with being a woman in a male dominated field. I, when I, when I got a call for an interview for that job, I was in disbelief. When I got the job, I was in disbelief, like continued to be in disbelief with like my peers surrounding me, who a lot of them went to like private or Ivy League schools and I've never, really left North Carolina. Um, so I definitely struggled with that. Um, I think during my time in law school, um, I have grown from that just seeing that I, you know, like the work that I can do and like where I've come that, um, I do belong in this space and also that women belong in this space and seeing how law schools are, you know, mostly, if not like all of them, majority female at this point. So like we're coming to a place where um, it's going to be either an equal or female dominated field. So that just has me excited for the future um and 
boosts my confidence a little bit and um, hoping to see a big change in demographics once um, our generation really takes over the workforce. That also makes me very excited for possibly my own experience and how that has changed so much since when I was younger growing up with media such as like Legally Blonde, which was my representation of law school growing up and how it was only her and one other female working for the at the law school. So I think that's like really exciting that women are up and coming in this field. Now, working in the field of law and studying law can be very challenging and definitely time consuming. Um, with that being said, how have you been able to like integrate your personal and professional life? Um, yeah, that's a really tough question. Um, <laughs> in, in some ways, um, starting law school, I really struggled with that. I I thought that I just was supposed to have no personal life and really just studied all the time, like in my library study hole. Um, and when I didn't get the grades that I wanted with that sort of, um, mentality, I realized that I, there's just absolutely no point in doing that. And that, um, honestly, just being that stress really makes you do worse. I, I, it's hard to even explain when, when you're like, you study so much, but you're just on test day. Um, so stressed and like, so overwhelmed, honestly burnt out that it just kind of goes out the window. And in law school, um, usually exams count for the entirety of your grade. So on that test day is really what's the most important, um, thing for your grade. But I realized this and kind of fixed that, um, that mentality and really started making time for myself, hanging out with friends more. Um, I got a dog my second year, um, taking her on walks all the time and my grades improved considerably when I had that mentality. So I think um, seeing that change just made me realize that your personal life is just as important um, in order to succeed in your professional life. And keeping that in mind, it's a lot easier to find a balance because when you're telling yourself like you don't have time for a break, you think about how much better that break is going to make your work product. Oh, yeah, I definitely understand how putting so much pressure on yourself can kind of put you past that tipping point, And then you end up doing worse. And then you put more pressure on yourself. But um, I love to hear that you are able to balance your life in a way in law school. And that's really important to myself as someone who wants to try and create more balance in my life as I also too have struggled with imposter syndrome and things of that such in college. So hearing from you has definitely given me some insight of what I can do now to kind of make those changes for the long term if I do want to go to law school in the future, because I definitely don't want to experience the stress that I necessarily have um, in college. So that's definitely great to hear. And I definitely approve getting a dog. I think that would definitely yes. help. I love that's dogs. That's probably the advice. Everyone should get a dog. Yes. <laughs> love that. Um just as a very broad question, what do you think is one of the most important things that you've learned in your time as a law student that you didn't expect? So I think that 
one of the most important things that I have learned in law school is um, how inaccessible the legal field is um, and how I guess a lot of lawyers and people in law school try to keep it that way. Um, I, th- I didn't realize how, um, how I guess doable law school is. Like it's obviously a lot of work, but it's not as ha- like hard or, um, extremely inaccessible as a lot of attorneys make it out to be. Like, um, I, I, there's some, there's some attorneys that kind of treat the field as just this like higher, um, you know, like a higher profession. And it's really not, it's, it's a lot of stuff to know. Um, but I think that it's important to, um, share as much information with the public as we can as attorneys and not try to gatekeep, um, because everyone has the right to know, um, the laws that we're governed by and how they work. And I would really like to change, um, that kind of mentality as an attorney. And I hope that our generation can do the same. Um, there's so many barriers to going to law school. There's, it's very expensive. Um, the application process is brutal. The, 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 um, the test you have to take the LSAT is takes a lot of studying and preparation. And then after law school, you have to take the bar, which is also a ton of studying and preparation, lots of money to do that. Um, and a lot of people are just in situations where they, I mean, they can't, they can't afford it. They have a family, they don't have time. And I think that it doesn't need to be this way. Um, and I would love to see reforms in the future to make the legal field more accessible. Yeah, I think that's really great. I do understand. And I think there is a broad look at law and how people do assume that it is a higher profession and how it's not really advertised as of now as something that is accessible. And I think that'd be something really important to work on. Now, um, lastly, one question we like to ask all guests on Wolfpack Career Chats is in 2040, looking back, what advice would you give yourself this day and age in 2022? Looking back um, to my younger self, I would say that as long as you work hard and um, stay true to yourself, like you will end up where you're supposed to be. I think that um, even starting law school, I was so concerned about um, my grades and what school I was at and not being like number one in my class or like at the top law school in the country um, to get where I wanted to go. But um, having a job after graduation, which is like a dream job for me, um, just being exactly where I wanted to be. And um, regardless of like my grades and where I'm at now, I, um, I would just say to not worry about those things and to just, you know, go, go where you can and do your best and it'll all work out because that's, that's been the case for me, which is very fortunate. I love that. Definitely go with flow and see where it takes you. Well, um, it was wonderful to hear your insight and thank you for speaking with me today. Thank you. It's been great. 